Hello, and thank you for joining When the Picture Isn't Perfect podcast. Life never is perfect, but it can be beautiful in every situation. God can take our challenges and turn them into a beautiful picture. So when our picture isn't perfect, let's focus on the one who is. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Megan. Our lives are not perfect. Things go wrong. Bad things happen. But with God's help, we are making our masterpieces. Hello! Welcome back to When the Picture Isn't Perfect podcast. I'm Megan, and today we are continuing our series in the book of Ruth, talking about a woman whose life was far from perfect, but we're watching and seeing how God's turning it into a beautiful masterpiece. And if you have not listened to the past two episodes, we study chapter one and chapter two. So pause this here, go back and listen, because we are picking up in chapter three. Let's begin. Verse one. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, should I not seek rest for you, that it may be well with you? Is not Boaz our relative, with whose young women you were? See, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Wash, therefore, and anoint yourself. Put on your cloak and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he is finished eating and drinking. But when he lies down, observe the place where he lies. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down, and he will tell you what to do. And she, Ruth, replied, All that you say I will do. Wow, this chapter really just jumps right in there. Um, It is a very strange chapter um, through the eyes of someone who lives in the 21st century. But we're going to put on our Jewish glasses and try to see it from a Jewish perspective because it is a beautiful representation of redemption. So, um, the first couple of verses, um, Naomi realizes that Boaz was a close, close relative and he could redeem them. And we talked about that last week. That meant that he could buy back their land and keep their family named alive. So, Naomi quickly plays matchmaker. And as a foreigner, Ruth probably doesn't understand these Jewish customs. So Naomi takes the time to tell Ruth exactly what to do. So in Jewish culture, the Jews would wash, they would be anointed, and they would be wearing special clothing before they approached God, their Redeemer. Ruth, however, she was approaching someone who Naomi hoped would be their physical Redeemer. Therefore, these acts were important from a Jew's perspective to go through. And to understand the rest of these instructions, we have to understand what a threshing floor is and why Naomi knew that Boaz would be there. So, in the last chapter, we saw that it was harvest time. They were all in the field gathering grain. Once this process would over was over, um... They had to take everything to the threshing floor. The threshing floor was usually outside 
on a hillside because they wanted to take advantage of the wind and from breezes. So the threshing process was something that happened during the day and then the winnowing part usually took place at night. So the threshing process was on the threshing floor during the day. They had tools or they had oxen to help beat the wheat and the barley to separate the grain part of the barley from the chaff part of the barley. And then at night, the winnowing process would take place. They would toss this separated grain and chaff in the air when the breeze picked up. And the wind would blow the chaff away and the grains would fall to the ground. And we see this process referenced to in scripture. In Psalms 1 verse 4, the psalmist writes, The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. And in Luke 3, 17, Jesus said, His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather the wheat into the barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So this is a process that's separating the useless part of the, of the harvest from the part that they're actually going to use. They burn the chaff, that would blow away in the wind and the grain that fell to the ground was what they actually used. So this was the threshing floor. This was the process. Once the grain and the chaff are separated, the hardest work of the harvest was over. So that meant that there was great time for thieves to come in and steal after the hard work was done. So usually someone would stay and sleep there at night to guard the harvest. Thieves, they would take advantage of the dark. They didn't have flashlights and floodlights back then. So they would take advantage of the darkness. And Naomi knew that Boaz is going to be staying there, sleeping there to protect his own harvest. Okay, so that's why Naomi um, knew where Boaz would be, what was going on, and gave Ruth the instructions that she did. So we're going to pick up in verse 6, and hopefully this makes a lot more sense. So she went down to the threshing floor and did just as her mother-in-law had commanded her. And when Boaz had eaten and drunk and his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain. Can you imagine, you know, that feeling when you've done really hard physical labor, you've had something to eat, you've had something to drink, and you are done. That great feeling. Okay. It's some of the best sleep. So he went to lie down. Then she, talking about Ruth, came softly and uncovered his feet and lay down. And at midnight, the man was startled and turned over, and behold, a woman lay at his feet. And he said, Who are you? And she answered, I am Ruth, your servant. Spread your wings over your servant, for you are a redeemer. 
<laughs> okay, Ruth obeyed her mother-in-law's request. She did everything that Naomi said to do. Ruth didn't come in and interrupt Boaz's work. She waited till till it was done, and she waited, waited till he was resting. Now, the uncovering the feet part sounds a little weird, but back then in that culture, that was a sign of servitude. That showed someone that you were their servant by laying down at their feet. Um, so that's all that that meant. Okay. Oh, and when Boaz woke up surprised when he realized someone was there, he didn't seem very disappointed when he found out it was Ruth. So let's continue reading in verse 10. And he said, May you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter. You have made this last kindness greater than the first, in that you have not gone after young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do all that you ask. For all my fellow townsmen know that you are a worthy woman. And now it is true that I am a redeemer. Yet there is a redeemer nearer than I. So when Ruth introduced herself, she got right to the point. She said, spread your wings over your servant for you are a redeemer. In our language, that sounds a little weird, but in that culture, Boaz understood. She's asking me to marry her. She wants to be redeemed by me. Boaz knew the law of Moses, and he also knew because there was a closer relative than himself, that that relative would have to have the chance to redeem Naomi and Ruth before Boaz would. Okay? So, he brings that little point up. But, he didn't hate the thought of marrying Ruth. Verse 13. Remain tonight and in the morning. If he will redeem you, good. Let him do it. But, if he is not willing to redeem you, then as the Lord lives, I will redeem you. Lie down until the morning. So she lay at his feet until the morning, but arose before one could recognize another. And he said, let it not be known that the woman came to the threshing floor. So Boaz did not want to put Ruth in danger by traveling home in the middle of the night. Remember, this is a time when thieves were would come to the threshing floor to see what they can have. So she, he didn't want to put her in danger by traveling home late at night. But he also did not want to hurt her reputation by anyone getting the wrong idea. So it says that she arose before one could recognize another. So it was still dark, but it was early morning so that it was safer. Boaz was worried about keeping her safe and had her leave before anyone would see and get the wrong idea to hurt her reputation. Okay, verse 15. And he said, bring the garment you are wearing and hold it out. So she held it and he measured out six measures of barley and put it on her. Then she went into the city. And when she came to her mother-in-law, she said, how did you fare, my daughter? Then Ruth told her all that the man had done for her, saying, these six measures of barley he gave to me. For he said to me, you must not go back empty handed to your mother-in-law. She replied, Wait, my daughter, 
until you learn how the matter turns out. For the man will not rest, but will settle the matter today. So Boaz didn't let Ruth go back to Naomi empty-handed. He provided for her once again. All of these actions of Boaz keep proving to Ruth that he was ready and willing to provide for her and Naomi and to redeem them. It's amazing. They have come so far. Think of what Naomi said back in chapter 1 when she had said she had left full, but she had returned to Bethlehem empty. And now look at everything God has done to provide for them. Now Naomi knew that the Lord was going to bless them with a Redeemer. And in the last chapter, we're going to see how this beautiful masterpiece finishes. Because God did an amazing job and this story does not end badly. In fact... Their story impacts us today, and it is amazing. So be sure and join us next week. Thanks for listening.